previously on Woman to Woman. Looking hunger and thirst means you're not satisfied with where you're at. Right. So there is a hunger and thirst there. And you know it's more. It's more to go yeah. by. And it's not as hard to get as the world tries to make it or the enemy tells you it is. You know, so just stay in his word mm-hmm. and be a doer of the word. And that's all he requires. It's for you to be a doer of the word and be obedient to his word. And you'll and, be all right. Yeah, and if you really want to be radical, yeah. <laughs> just after you read the word, get up in your floor at your house and dance and shout and say, yep. Lord, I thank you that that word is working in me. Yes. Just be radical about it. Yep. All right, we're going to go to the next question. If a spouse doesn't tithe, does God hold you responsible? And does that stop your blessings? No. If a spouse doesn't tithe, that doesn't hold, uh, that doesn't stop your blessings. If you tithe on what your spouse gives you, that's what you tithe on. Um, and God will honor your, your faithfulness. Um, the Bible tells us in First Peter chapter three that if any obey any does not obey the word, mm-hmm. that that person can be won over. That man can be won over by the lifestyle because work their conversation is the Greek word for that's lifestyle, mm-hmm. the lifestyle of his of his wife. And when you live a life that you're supposed to live in front of your husband, then no matter what he's doing, that's not according to the word of God. Your lifestyle will witness to him in such a way that he will go out of his way to do what he needs to do. The other thing is, is God ob- that obligates God to step in your, into your situation. Mm-hmm. I have found myself so many times when my husband does things and or he doesn't do things or whatever. It's, I just, sometimes I just look up to God and say, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, you know, uh, and let him talk to, uh, talk to my husband mm-hmm. so that my husband, you know, can, so, okay, maybe I do need to, cor- to correct this area or do whatever I need to do um, in, in that area. And, you know, so our lifestyle and what we have as women, what we have to get out of is feeling like we always have to preach to our husbands about what the word says. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we don't have to treat him right because we don't feel like he's treating us right. And. We have to understand that what First Peter t- three tells us, because I believe that First Peter three is um, God's word to wives mm-hmm. about how to treat their husbands. Yeah. Now in Corinthians, he tells us that the unmarried woman cares for the things of of uh, God, but the married woman cares for the things of her husband. So when I start looking at that, I was like. Okay, mm-hmm. what are you telling me, God? <laughs> so what he's saying is that it is your responsibility to respect him, to admire him, and um, you know do all the things that you need to do based on God's word that you do it, mm-hmm. not based on whether or not you think he deserves it. God is telling us, you just obey me and I'll take care of your husband. Um, now I've been around long enough to, to know 
and to have experienced and to have seen God fix stuff that I didn't think was fixable. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, so I would rather just take God at his word and let him do it. Yeah. Because when he does it, he does it right. Yeah. <laughs> he does it the right way. Um, and um, it's taken care of. Yeah. And I don't have to say, oh, so now you're doing it this way now. I don't have to do that. No. Because mm-hmm. I believe God to do it, so he did it, so now I just thank God for doing it. Yeah. Um, or, and even I thank God before he does it because I know I, my faith is in him knowing that he's going to. Yeah. But my, I, have to, I have to do my part too. And my part is to be obedient to God. Rather, um, what, it doesn't depend on whether or not I'm mad at my husband or he did something I didn't want him to do or, or all, any of that stuff. My, still, my responsibility is when my husband says something or does something that I think is wrong, I don't refuse to feed him. Mm-hmm. I don't refuse to do what God called me to do for him. I do it even more. Because when I go out of my way and do it even more, God goes out of his way and, and y'all talk to talk to him yes. and get him right Thank and get him straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also realize, daughter. yeah, and also realize just like I'm God's daughter, he's God's son. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't like his daughter being treated wrong and he doesn't like his son being treated wrong. So just because your husband might treat you wrong, does not make it right for you to treat him wrong. Because mm-hmm. then now, but none, neither one of you getting God involved in your relationship. Yeah. So one of us has to get God involved at some point. And in marriage, it works out where <laughs> sometimes he had to get God involved and sometimes we as women have to get God involved. And I uh, thank God for that. That's right. And he got created this order yes that our husbands were our head they're the head over us and um when god created that order he knows i mean no one is going to do everything right and so god knows your heart and where you stand and what you desire to do in your heart and he'll honor that and just like pastor deborah said when it's something that's not that you don't like or that you see that your spouse is doing wrong, you just take it to the Lord in prayer. And sometimes I used to say, I said, now, Lord, you made this man. Now you know how to fix him. (laughs) And so I would rely on that. And and God would do exactly that. He would fix him. Because sometimes men don't hear us. Yep. Yeah. You could have been telling them something for 10 years and another man tell them. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, the light bulb went off. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way God created uh, men. We're the way God created us. It's a purpose and a plan that God has for us. So we don't fight against that plan. Right. We get in line with that plan and say, okay, he doesn't have revelation on this yet. So I'm just going to keep praying about this and I'm going to do what I can do. But I'm going to keep praying about this. I'm going to keep trusting God. And we know that the things that we trust God, the things that we put into his hands, he's well able to take care of. Yes. Yes, he is. Well able. Yeah. Well, 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 well able. able. Because he loves us. 
Yes, so he much. He loves us so much, right, that he looks at our hearts. Yeah, and that's why he created us to be helper, help mm -hmm. me, to help the man because the man needs help. And, um, and what you need to understand is, what we need to understand as women is that if a man does not understand he needs help, then you have to go to God to find out how to help him. You can't offer to help him on something he doesn't think he need help on because he's not going to listen to you. Yeah. So you, now you go to God to find out, okay, how do I help him in this situation? Mm -hmm. And God will, again, he would direct your path on what to do, uh, how to say it to him. Yeah. In a way that he'll receive it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find out with That's my husband, right it's questions. Mm -hmm. It's the question I'm giving. Well, it's just asking him questions about different things and letting him make a decision. Mm -hmm. But there may be things that I bring to his attention that he never thought about. And then when he decides that, oh, that's the way I want to go, and he says, and he presents it like he came up with his, come, came up with himself, <laughs> with it himself, right. I'm not going to get upset with him. Exactly. Because my point is, I just wanted him to come up with it. Right. I just wanted him to get it done. And uh, so, you know, I tried, I probably, it's probably the hardest thing I ever did, and that is not to say I told you something, my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, now I do make that remark, but sometimes we do it jokingly to right. each other. Right. But we never seriously say, you know, I told you that's what you should do. No. But I think you brought up a really good point earlier. And that is, is that your conversation, your way of living mm -hmm. in front of your spouse is going to have more impact. So don't preach at him about the time. Don't preach no. at him about what he's doing wrong. Just take it to God in prayer and trust God that he's going to fix it. Yeah. That's going to be the most impactful way right. um, to do that because it's not going to work. You When you, you get all that preachiness and telling them about what they need to do about the word of God, it does not go over well. Right. It really doesn't. And it creates a bigger wedge uh, oftentimes. So this is when we just have to really trust, trust God. God made them and he knows exactly what he made. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's well able to fix and change or whatever uh, needs to happen in that situation. Right. Yeah. I'm confident of that. Oh, yeah. And, you yeah. know, the fact that you're that you're tithing off of your allowance, no matter how big it is or how little it is, if you tithe off of your allowance, then you'll receive blessings on that, based on that. Yes. And it will come a time where your husband will ask you, how is this happening? Mm -hmm. And you just tell him, well, I'm tithing off the allowance that, you know, when you give me allowance. And um, and this is this is what happens as a result. Um, and don't ask him to tithe at that point. Just right. tell him, just simply tell him. And let him go on from there. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll come to you at some point and, and ask and say, okay, I've decided to tithe. Or you might see it result in his life where he said, well, I'm tithing now. I've been tithing for quite a while. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, it, it, will, it will happen. But it will happen on God's, let it happen on God's time and not necessarily on your time. Yeah. And these are those everyday life issues yeah. that come up in families, mm -hmm. in all of these questions that we've been talking about or, or answering, it's all everyday life stuff. It is. And these, this is what I was saying early on when I talked about how this ministry 
has taught me just to walk it out every day. Mm-hmm. It's these type of sessions where we can learn mm-hmm. um, and say, okay, yeah. I'm going to do that. And the principles are based in the word of God. So I'm going to go about it this way. These are the things that really can make us mm-hmm. winners, cause us to have victory mm-hmm. uh, in our relationships when we do it God's way. Yeah, it's so a I really lifestyle. I appreciate that. It's a lifestyle. It is. Um, it's the, your style of life. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? Are you going to live for God or are you just going to gamble out there? And that's, you know, basically what comes out. You have to make a decision. Yeah. And stick with the decision once you make it. Um, but, you you know, in order to receive the things of God, you have to be obedient to God. And that should not be so hard to understand because every single one of us grew up with that. Mm-hmm. If you didn't do what your parents told you to do, you're not going to receive the benefits. They're not, they may not take you off ice cream because they asked you to do something. You didn't do it. So, you know, it's, it's not a new thing, but so many people think God is Santa Claus. No, God is not a Santa Claus. <laughs> First of all, there is no Santa Claus. That's Sorry right. for those who, that, who haven't told your kids <laughs> that. Um, but no, that's not, that's a trick of the, the enemy to make you think you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that God just automatically going to bless you. And it's not an automatic thing. You have to follow his rules. You have to follow his laws because he loves you and he doesn't want you to be hurt. He's not trying to take the fun out of your life. He's trying to put it in. Amen. And the thing about it is God is, he is so funny. <laughs> Uh, the way that he, you know, the way he does things. Because, you know, when my husband says or does does something or he makes me upset, upset because sometimes, you know, you know, if you want to be honest, I've had, and I proceed to be honest because there's no other way to be. Right. You know, <laughs> there's times when my husband says things to me a certain way that I'm not happy with how he said it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time I complain to God about my husband, you know, he never agrees with me. <laughs> He always tells me what my problem is mm-hmm. to get my act together. <laughs> so he doesn't do that. Uh, he's not, even if, if, even if my husband did make a mistake or whatever, yeah. God is always on, is at the point of, okay, this is what you need to do. So this wouldn't happen anymore. Right. You know, um, but he never jumps in agreement and, and starts talking about my husband to me. And right. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because it wouldn't help me at all. So, um, but he always puts it back, you know, I mean, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to walk in love? Mm-hmm. Or you are going to continue to act like a brat? Yeah. You know, because sometimes we act like brats. Yeah. <laughs> slamming doors I'm so, I'm and stuff. Be that yeah. yeah, just slamming doors. <laughs> and, and then the Holy Spirit burning comes food. in. Yeah. <laughs> And convicts us. Yep. And it's like, no, this is not right. And yep. I'll be like, okay, Lord, you, this is not right. You are right. No yep. matter what, I have to live my life according to the word. Yep. And men are so, men and women are different. Men can say things sometimes. And they be over. And they say it in a certain way. And we'd be like, what? <laughs> you know? Or we get our feelings hurt sometimes about things. Um, and that we have to really think about it and and say, okay, wait a minute, is this really that big of a deal? Yeah. Or sometimes you just have, you know what I do now? My husband, I think he's saying something crazy. I just turn around and walk away. It's like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to avoid this completely. 
and I'm going to go do something else mm-hmm. and we'll still be all right. And then later on, we come back together and we're talking like nothing ever happened. Yep. But if I had engaged that, then it had been a big argument or something like that. And then we got to get over that. So, yeah. you know, sometimes just. Psh, yeah. Just hush. Just hush. Don't say a word. Yeah. Sometimes it you took me a long you know, time to learn that. To learn that. <laughs> 41 years. I'm still learning that. (laughs) That sometimes you just got to zip it and and move on. Yes. Because you still got to do what God told you to do. That's right. And and the devil will put people in your path to make you mad. just Just to get you out the love walk. It's not worth it. Because getting out of the love walk is not going to make it better. No. It's just going to make it worse. And then you got to fix it all. And prolong it. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So when you just make a decision that, you know what? It's not worth. My salvation is worth more than this. My relationship with God is worth worth more than this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to belittle myself or belittle God by doing something that the enemy wants me to get involved in. Um, Because it's not worth it. You know, one day or the other, you know, the more mistakes you more to make, make, the more apologies you have to make. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like apologizing, just do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because you're going to have to apologize if you don't. So, and it's a walk of faith. It's a walk it's of a faith. It's a journey. It's a walk of faith. We, we, we learn and we grow. And when mm-hmm. we know, we do better. Yes. You know, we learn things in the word. We, we get the word preached to us and we receive it. And that word comes into our heart and we mm-hmm. take that word and we apply it. And sometimes I'll say, I'll hear a message. And I was like, yes, Lord, that's what I want to do. I want to line myself up with that. Yeah. And so I'll say, Holy Spirit, help me to line my life up with this word that I just heard. Right. You know, yeah. because we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We yeah. really do. Uh, in order to be successful and to successfully walk out this journey that you know, that we're in this walk of faith. So we need the Holy Spirit. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to always do it right. And I love the scripture that says there is therefore now no condemnation Mm -hmm. to those who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So when we make that decision to walk after the spirit and that's what's in our heart, there's no condemnation for us. Even when we miss it, there's no condemnation because God knows our heart. So I think reliance on the Holy Spirit, yes. being sensitive to his leading, and that comes through reading the scriptures right. over and over, that these are the things that make us successful in life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Make us successful in our relationships, being able to hear. Holy Spirit might tell me something regarding my husband. Don't say that. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, Lord. You know, yeah. or say this yeah. instead. Or just listen or and just pray listen. under your breath. Yeah. So we need that direction and guidance. Yeah. Acknowledge like the scripture, Proverbs. Yeah. If we acknowledge three. God in all our ways. Proverbs 3. He will direct our path. Yeah. So that's really key. Yeah, it is. It really is. To being successful. Yep. Following him is what he says. Mm-hmm. Listening to him. And follow on him. You know, sometimes we like to, we just like to, we have to get things off our chest. 
but we don't allow them to get stuff off their chest. Mm-hmm. So we want to, we want to, you know, bear our souls to somebody, whether it's them or somebody else. But we just need to, you know, I need to talk to somebody. Right. And, you know, I know when people come to me like that, then I don't get, I make a decision. I'm not going to get offended by anything they say. I'm not going to correct them because I know that they are venting. Mm -hmm. But -hmm. you have to be willing to let your husband vent sometimes and not get upset and not get offended. Now, they may not use the word of venting, but they might just say, I just need to talk. I just Mm -hmm. need to talk this out. And sometimes as women, we get to the point where we want to always interrupt them and say, well, you shouldn't think that or whatever. But what they're doing is they're using you as a venting platform. And they're going to come to their own um, conclusion conclusion of what they and they already know what they want to do, but they want to vent. And I know I get to that place a lot where I just need to vent. Now, you know, I might say something that I don't mean I don't like people or whatever. It just might. You made me mad and I'm on vent right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So um, and the Bible tells us you can be angry. Just don't sin in it. That's right. So, you know, now don't take advantage of just be angry about everything because then you will end up sending, sending. But, um, you know, there people do things that make you angry. Yeah, this is a really good point, mm-hmm. um, Pastor Deb, because it really matters who your friends are. Yes. It really matters who you vent to. Yes, it does. Uh, I just had a recent situation that I vented to you about. And Pastor Deb let me vent about it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we go right back. She took me right back to the scripture. We have to do what the scripture says do. She gave me some different ways to maybe look at the situation. So it's very important who's in our circle. Mm-hmm. Are these people following hard after God? Yeah. Are these people putting God first in their lives? Who's giving you counsel? Who's, who, who's speaking into your life? Yeah. Are there people that are going to direct you in the right way or in the wrong way. So it's very important uh, that we have the right people that we yeah, vent to. You can't to. just vent to anybody. That's right. You, you got to know that they are going to lead you in the right direction and give you the right advice. That goes back to almost that question number one yeah. <laughs> again. But um, having our inner circle, yeah. the people that we uh, confide in, let not me, telling us the wrong thing. You, let me tell you, let me give you a really, it shouldn't be a secret. I don't know why people think it's a secret, but don't vent to people who tell you everybody else's business because <laughs> they're going to share your business with everybody else. That's right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, old habits don't die. If they feel like they got a, they're, they're supposed to be um, a new, newscaster, Mm-hmm. They're going to cast your your business out there, too. They sure will. So don't, mm-hmm. you know, make sure, again, who you're venting to should be someone that you've acknowledged God. Because, you know, God will give you people. He knows when you need to vent. Mm-hmm. And he'll go give you people to go to. So acknowledging him in that, even in that, that's one of your ways, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Every way that you have, you need to acknowledge him 
and he will direct your path. He will lead you to someone that, yes, you need to talk to. He will lead you to someone who will help you in that situation and, again, help lead you back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can't just send to anybody. Yeah. And then as women, you know, we um, we can share things because we have a common ground and a common understanding mm-hmm. on a lot of different things. But still, I want to know that this person loves the Lord first and that, you know, I'm bending to them. But I know they just let they're going to allow me to get my frustration out. But I know they're going to lead me in the right direction and even have a word. Yeah. Have a word for me that I can just grab hold to and say, yes, this is right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So I think that's really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even with my family members, I have a bunch of sisters and, and, and we'll vent to each other and I'll be like, yes, I understand what you're saying. And that was wrong and all that. I said, but at the end of the day, yep. at the end of the conversation, we got to go right back to the word of God and say, okay, this is all true, but what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah, right. What does God say about it? Because mm-hmm. that's so, what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're going to go on to the next question. I have stopped dating a man that's a Seventh-day Adventist. He would come to church with me every Sunday and would also go to his church every Sabbath. He can't figure out why we can't marry. Okay. So, um, it's good to see that you've already made a decision <laughs> in this situation. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand what the Bible says about une- being unequally yoked. And it's very important to understand that what your purpose is in life as a woman. Mm-hmm. Because um, if God has called you, for instance, to minister, to preach to people, being um, married to someone who's in a different church, doesn't believe the way you believe is being unequally yoked. Um, so you have to make sure that you can follow that. So um, to make sure that you you are being where you need to be and that you're hearing from the Holy Ghost. That's the very first important thing is that you might just have to tell them that you're just not the one. And I don't want to be in the way when the right one comes for you. Yeah. And I leave it alone. Because he may not understand, like you said, I'm pretty sure you if you have discussed it with him and he's not understanding. Um, so you might have to tell him in a way that there is somebody out there that for you that's better than me. For you. Because I know you did just like to write better than you, but mm-hmm. better for him than you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, and just and that you're praying and agreeing, praying with him and agreeing that that, that woman would uh, show up. And um, make him complete for, even though it, he should already be complete, but be the, the the spouse that he needs for his life. Meanwhile, you're waiting on the one God has for you. That's right. Um, and just uh, go from there. Wishing well. Amen. And it kind of sounds like she's, she, like you say, she's already made her mind up. Yeah. So she knows that this situation is not going to work in right. her life. For whatever the reasons are, she doesn't believe that it's going to work. So right. that's why she, she stopped dating him. Right. Yeah. So you already feel in your heart 
that this thing is not right. So just like Pastor Deborah said, just move on. And it's not your job to explain to him everything because he's not going to understand it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I believe you've all, you probably already explained it to him. And he's, you, you see, he doesn't understand it. Move on and be move at on. peace. Yep. Mm-hmm. And be at peace. Yep. Trust God knowing he's faithful. Yes. To deliver your spouse to you. Right. Because once you get married, he expects you to treat the man as your head. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make sure you get the right one. That's right. Or the right type of man. Mm-hmm. And someone that's going to serve God like you. And that's going to allow you to serve God the way God has called you to. So it's, um, and it's worth the wait. You know, I've, I've seen people that got married late in life and they were complaining and they were like, um, but they all was saying, I've said it, it was worth the wait. Yeah, amen. But they're glad they waited on God. And sometimes it's not just the person that's not ready to get married. It might be, it could be you. There might be some things that, um, and for women, I'm going to say there are probably some things in your life that you need to get in order because the world in Hollywood has taught us so wrong. Mm-hmm. And we got to renew our mind where God is concerned. It's, we're supposed to be a help need. And, he, you know, a man may not be the type of person that's going to accept your help. And um, and preparation is a blessing. There's blessing in the preparation. Mm -hmm. So when we prepare ourselves for what we're believing God for, that's an act of faith. So you're believing God for a spouse. So let me prepare myself to be a spouse. Let me see what the word of God has to say about this. Let me see what. Uh, my spiritual parents have to say about this. Let me see who those I'm submitted to have to say about this. How do I go about this according to the word of God? And Pastor Deborah has taught on this subject for years and years and this books and everything available to us that we can prepare ourselves. And I love that word preparation because it's, it's something, if you're believing God for a spouse, it's something that you can actively con- connect your faith to and mm-hmm. that you can stand on that and you can get yourself ready. And then you ask Holy Spirit, show me the things that I need to correct. Show me what I need to do to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes as women, we think, you know, we just got this thing all together when we really don't. Yeah. <laughs> so... But if we ask Holy Spirit, he'll show us, he'll tell us, okay, you need to work on this or you need to work on that. And then you can start slowly incorporating and changing these things in your life. So then when this man presents himself in your life, you don't have that hurdle to get over. You've already done that because you listened to what God had to say to you about the issue. So keep believing. Mm -hmm. He will manifest. Yeah. Just don't let yourself get desperate. You don't have to just fall for anybody. Mm-hmm. Just fall. you want to fall for the one that God has sent. So just make sure that uh, you do that. And, you know, when the things that uh, when the sermons that I heard 
we first got in ministry was a sermon called Preparation is Not Lost Time. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people think about that preparation time, that it is lost time, but it's not. Because if you're not, if you haven't went through the preparation cycle, you're not prepared for what you should be prepared for. So sometimes it takes time to prepare, prepare, prepare you for that man that God has gone, is going to place in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, God wants you to get to the place where, where you can be the blessing that he created you to be. Yeah. And that, that takes preparation, preparation. And so as a result, uh, rejoice in that time. Mm-hmm. And the man should be preparing as well. Yes. And so if he's preparing and when that, when that time is, uh, uh, his preparation mm-hmm. is, is he's gone through his preparation rather and God's ready to present him with a spouse then you're both ready yes you know so Amen. these are important things yes it is mm-hmm. Amen. well we want to thank you for being with, with us today and we, we uh, believe that you were blessed and that you received some things that will be a help to you in your life and in your lifestyle and we just want to say we love you God loves you and Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. Sharing your wisdom. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. See you next week. If questions you've had about dating, marriage, and friendships have gone unanswered, This book will put these questions to rest and put you on solid ground in your interpersonal relationships. Do you want to learn how to navigate successfully through life's changing seasons with its crossroads and uncharted waters? Find the information you need for a happy journey in establishing godly relationships through marriage and family. Order your copy today.